Welcome back to Two Guys, a Movie, and a Podcast. Where every week we mine the cavernous depths of Netflix to find those gems that might otherwise go unwatched or even worse, unnoticed. My name's Tyler, you can call me T, I don't really care one way or another. And I'm Malcolm, you can call me Mac or the other guy, doesn't matter. This week we are talking about Kodachrome. This is a Netflix original. It's one hour, 45 minutes. It has an IMDb score of 6.8, a Metacritic score of 57, stars Ed Harris, Jason Sudeikis, Elizabeth Olsen, and the guy from the Allstate commercials. I'm (laughs) sorry I didn't look up his name, but uh, he's in there briefly, so there's that. The Netflix synopsis is as follows. A record company exec joins his estranged dad, a famous photographer who's dying, on a road trip to the last lab still developing Kodachrome film. I gotta say, uh, this is my pick. This is my first pick after the infamous Bird Box. The very unfortunate Pottersville. <laughs> and uh, I feel like I feel like I'm maybe I haven't redeemed myself yet, but I think I may be on the way. We're moving on up for sure. Moving on up. Okay. Um you know what? I've been talking enough. You know this movie's going to get kind of sad, so let's let's go ahead and start with this. Mac knock knock. Who's there? Alpaca. Alpaca who? Alpaca lunch. What do you want to eat? I don't know what to say. Yeah. Fair enough. It was it was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just I just wanted you to know this isn't we're not completely humorous. I don't here. know what was more sad. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll let the listeners be the judge. Oh man. Just just know that uh my six year old daughter told me that joke. So Oh, okay. Well. If you don't like it, like Mac uh, you're probably well, a horrible person. I mean, if she nope, if, nope, if she bad. told me, I would laugh. Too late. But you're already a terrible person. You you might as well just keep your spaghetti separate from your sauce from here on out. Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move. Let's move on. Let's move onward. Mac, what are your thoughts on Kodachrome? Uh, I I enjoyed it a lot. I I really did like it. Um. It gave me the same vibe as the fundamentals of caring, but it, for one, had less penis jokes. There was a lot more drama to it. And, I mean, honestly, the the cast was great. Ed Harris and uh, Jason Sudeikis, correct? That's yes. His name? And Elizabeth, Elizabeth Ol- Olsen. She's not unloading clips <laughs> in this movie. But uh, I would give it, I'm going to give it an eight and I'm, and that's why I put it higher than fundamentals of caring. Cause it is, it is a lot more serious and definitely tugged on the heartstrings. So I loved this movie so much. Oh man. I just, I loved just about everything about this movie. Uh, Mac last week or my last week, the last episode with Fundamentals of Caring, he kind of had a little bit of a bias because he's a, a caregiver, which is super awesome. That's certainly not work I could do. This week, 
we're hitting the road with something that's a little more closer to my heart. I am a photographer of sorts, I guess. People call me a photographer. I take a lot of pictures. I have a camera. You did a very good job. I guess, I mean, you I guess did a good I'm, job. I guess I'm kind of a photographer. I like your pictures. I'm not like a professional photographer. I and we don't we're not going to get into the semantics of what a, a photographer is or isn't. But anyways, now certainly I can't relate to 90% of this story. I don't have an estranged relationship with my father. <laughs> my, my dad's like one of my best friends. He's one of the coolest guys I know. You know, so there's there's really nothing nothing uh, relatable as far as that goes. You know, or or the situation. I've never I've never driven my my sick father across the country <laughs> with his with his nurse either. Uh, so there's that. But there is there is some stuff towards the end that that really got me. That that was really that was that I could that I could really actually relate to. And and I'm gonna lie. The time this movie ended, I was I was crying. I was crying at this movie. It made me it made me sad. But in a good way. And we're gonna keep we're gonna keep you sad in a good way. I hope you guys have tissues. <laughs> it is uh it's it's but it's it's such a powerful movie though. And uh Jason Sudeckis, who I I will admit I have mistaken Jason Sudeckis for uh Ed Helms before. I did that when I watched it. <laughs> I was like, "Is this the guy from The Hangover?" No, that's not him. <laughs> um, I, I just, and even when I was watching this, I was kind of like, "Was he the guy?" There's a movie. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but it used to be called Jeff Who Lives at Home, and it had the guy from How I Met Your Mother, uh, Jason Segel. And I was like, "I think this guy. I think Jason Sudeikis was in Jeff Who Lives at Home." But then I came to the conclusion that no, it was not. It was actually Ed Helms. It's kind of like the the Gary Oldman epidemic we had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was shameful, but... Sea uh, Pottersville episode. <laughs> <laughs> or not, or not. Uh, yeah, if I'm going to make a mistake that bad, it's best that it happens in, in Pottersville, where mistakes are made. But anyways, uh, yeah, I just, I love the cast. I had a little bit of issues with the writing. We'll get to that, too, in time. But uh, I love the cast. Ed Harris, I haven't seen a lot of Ed Harris things, but when I see him, I like him. And Elizabeth Olsen, she's, she may not always be in the, the most quality of, of films. <clears throat> Godzilla. Or, uh... Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, we can argue about that some other time, but, uh... You can just say that and then <laughs> move it to another Godzilla time. Godzilla <laughs> was a bad movie. It Anyways. was a bad, bad movie. You got a two-hour movie about giant monsters fighting. I think maybe even two-plus-hour movie of giant monsters fighting. And you see the title monster for, like, a grand total of ten minutes? No. That's not a good movie. You see the enemy monster more. The enemy monster. Not even the title monster. The nameless weird thing monster. Like twice as long as you see the title monster. And 
you know what? Nah, does it's a there's a whole different discuss. It's a whole discussion for a whole nother day. <laughs> uh, I could I could I could complain about Godzilla for hours, but that's not why you're here today. You're here to listen to us talk about Kodachrome, a good movie. I think I've seen. So yeah, we were discussing this the other the other day. I've only seen Ed Harris in A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe. But I think that's it. Did I, you see I don't remember. Did you see A History of Violence? Oh yes, with uh Vigo Mortensen. Yes, yes, I saw that too. Yeah. He was in he was in History of Violence. He was a pretty he's a pretty gnarly dude in History of Violence. Uh, if you haven't seen it Go watch it. It's a good. It's a. It's an okay movie. But uh, anyways, again, digress. Uh, Ed Harris, he he never fails to impress me. Elizabeth Olsen was awesome, and I gotta say, I got a pretty big crush on Elizabeth Olsen. I do. I'm not gonna lie. You know, uh, my wife can my wife can want to watch. Uh, Aquaman for Jason Momoa or anything with the rock for the rock in it. I think Jason Momoa didn't even look like that way back in the day. <laughs> there's a movie there's a movie gem out there called Johnson Family Vacation. It has uh comedian Cedric the Entertainer. Oh, I'm out already. And there's a scene where they go to this casino and you see a young Jason Momoa with no muscles, no abs. So, I just wanted to rain on that parade real quick. Um, okay, fair enough, <laughs> I guess. It's because I don't look as good as him. But to be fair, many of the Marvel heroes are the same way. Did you, did you ever see Chris Pratt in his fat days in Parks and Rec? Yes, yes. I mean, he was a lo- he was he was a far cry from Star Lord. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or the dinosaur chaser that he is. Ah. Let's not let's not get into that one either. <laughs> anyways, anyways, I love this cast, uh, and I think we've gone on far enough, gone on long enough before we get to the spoilers. Uh, I'm gonna throw down my 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 rating for this. I am giving it a ten. I throw down a ten because you know I watched it and it was a nine, but then I watched the ending like a second time and. And it made me choke up, even though I had seen it, like, just 12 hours before that. So, T got the ending he wanted. It was the ending I wanted. It was, ah, and we'll get to that in the, we'll get to that in time. But anyways, it was, it was a nine. It stayed a nine for a long, for, for a good while. And ultimately, I, I I've got to give it a 10. But, this is our first 10 of the, the show, huh? No, I gave a 10 to Perfect Day as well. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> see how much see how much Mac listens to me. Well. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, yeah, I give it a ten. That being said, though, if somebody said, "Hey Tyler, what's a good road trip movie on Netflix?" I'd probably point them to Fundamentals of Caring. I think Fundamentals of Caring is is easier to digest than than Kodachrome. Kodachrome is a pretty deep movie. Yeah, and Fundamentals of Caring is like. Like Kodachrome is like if you if you really want to think about your road movie, not that it's a super complex story, but if you but uh, 
like I said, I just think I think fundamentals is is easier to digest. Well, and I think that that that's what makes Kodachrome so so good is that it's not uh, that it is very deep. Like I said, it's very uh, dramatic in a good way. I mean, not in a like a sappy way or anything like that. So yeah, it's pretty humorless. Uh, yeah, there's like maybe like five points, maybe where you might chuckle. Right, and you're gonna get like a very it's a small chuckle. But for the most part, like if you're looking for for a fun way to spend your afternoon, you're probably gonna want to go to to fundamentals. It, if you're looking for, it, and there's a and there's a there's a such a big difference between the two movies. I mean, it's the only similarity really is that they're both road trip movies. Uh, but I mean. You know, they're excellent to be paired for a themed week like this, but uh, Fundamentals is really a buddy movie. It's a buddy comedy. Yeah. And and Kodachrome is, it's more of a family drama. Uh, it's like watching Modern Family as opposed to watching This Is Us. That was <laughs> That's actually a very good comparison. Yeah. I, I would have never thought of that, but... That was great. I I do what I can. I I applaud that. Good, good. Maybe I'll still pack you a lunch then. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways. So, there you have it. Mac gave it an 8, right? Yes. All right. We got an 8 and we got a 10. We're going to be right back with the with the full spoilers, so I highly recommend going and watching this if if you at all like a good, a good drama, and uh, and when you come back, we'll be right here with a box of tissues to to help soothe your tears. Yes. Okay, so you came back. Did you watch the movie? I hope you did. Did you like it? I hope you did. Do you agree with me that it's a 10? Of course you did. <laughs> because I'm right, and and Mac is slightly less right. By two, two points. Two very important points. Anyways. Yeah, so as we said, this is a road movie, a road trip movie. It gets to the point pretty quickly. We're introduced to Jason Sudeikis. I didn't realize that Jason Sudeikis' character was... Uh, I just when I was thinking like record executive, I wasn't necessarily thinking like rock. Like Jason Sudeikis to me just isn't rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like it starts up and you're hearing like all the like you're hearing like this loud music and stuff. I was like, did I hit play on the wrong thing? <laughs> like, what? What is like this movie? Like I didn't associate. I wasn't ready to associate this movie with anything loud. And, and but I was like, well, I might as well just keep watching, see what happens. And and sure enough, it's Jason Sudeikis. He's wandering through uh, through a, a rock concert. He ends up getting. He's talking to this band that he's. I'm not entirely sure if he signed them or was going to sign them, but however it works out, they were leaving him. <laughs> they were either backing out on whatever deal he had. Yeah, I think. Uh... I don't know, was it like Sony? 
It wasn't Sony. It was something. <laughs> that, I think it might have just been a fictional record yeah, label. Yeah, that they offered him, I don't know, some better deal and just told Jason Sudeikis goodbye. He's pretty upset about it, of course, and he goes back to his he goes back to his office where his boss is not particularly happy with him. You find out that he's not exactly had the best luck with signing uh, either A, quality bands, or B, bands in general. Right. And early on, you you find out that he's kind of he's kind of stuck in his old ways. He doesn't like where the music industry is going. He, the whole streaming of music on things like Spotify or iHeartRadio or anything like that. Just he feels like it's kind of a, a bastardization of of the industry, and he 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 wants to sign bands that that stand for something. And his his boss is just kind of like, we just need to sign people that sell records right and he's 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 like the epitome his boss is the epitome of like a, a soulless record executive <laughs> where uh jason sudeikis matt is his character's name is just kind of like but we should be doing something with more heart because that's how it's how it is and you find out that he's actually been with this label since it started you know like 10 years ago and he he was very integral to to the founding of of it. Like he signed like some of their biggest bands back in the day, but his boss is kind of just like, yeah, that was a long time ago, and yeah, times have changed. <laughs> and, Didn't uh, he mention like Coldplay or something like that? I think so. I think so. Which is kind of a point against the movie for me. I I can't do Coldplay. <laughs> just can't. I won't. It's not so much that I can't, it's that I won't. But that's neither here nor there. He's about to be fired. He talks his boss into giving him one last chance. He's, he says he's got like this. He says he, he knows that there's this band out there, the Spare Sevens. I think this is a fictional band. I'm pretty sure. I, I've never I, heard of them. I've never heard of them. I'm pretty sure they're fiction. I'm pretty sure they were just made for the movie. Because um, even later on when you hear their music... It sounds pretty generic. <laughs> it doesn't sound like anything super special, um, which is probably kind of the point of their of, of of their problem later on. But anyways, we're not there just yet. Uh, so, uh, Matt tells him, you know that uh, this big this big band is just about to leave their label because they want to do something different. They want to make make music that matters, and and they're not happy with their current situation. So he thinks he can sign them. So his boss gives him like I, th- I think he gives him like two weeks to yep. two weeks to to get them signed up and right off the bat almost right off the bat this is like probably like five minutes into the movie it's super fast oh yeah this is like the thirty seconds that it took uh, Paul Rudd to get his caregivers thing <laughs> <laughs> the class he took <laughs> yeah so he's super upset and and he goes back to his office and. In his office is the always beautiful Elizabeth Olsen. She is pretty beautiful. She is. Man, I just, like I said, I I have a pretty big crush on Elizabeth Olsen. I'm not going to lie. Anyways, but I will say this. I do still prefer her as as not Scarlet Witch. I like her better when she's not Scarlet Witch. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, she's fine as Scarlet Witch, but I'd much rather see her in roles like this. It's the accent. It just, <laughs> it's a buzzkill. <laughs> oh, anyways, anyways. She's there to tell him that his father is dying. And what is his father's name, I believe? Ben. Yes, Ben. Wasn't that Paul Rudd's character's name? I think that was Paul Rudd's character's name in Fundamentals of Caring. Wasn't it? Yes. Okay. All right. So maybe that's why I was hesitant to say that uh, that his dad's name was Ben. I was like, no, no, no I'm thinking of the other movie. <laughs> but no, uh, she's telling him that that Ben is dying and he has these... You find out that Ben is his father, a famous photographer, and he's he wants to he has these like these old rolls of Kodachrome film that he wants to get developed for one final show because he like we said he's dying. He doesn't have a whole lot of he doesn't have a lot of time left on him. And you find out pretty quickly that Matt has very has little to no interest in doing anything whatsoever for his dad. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't like him. He feels like he was overlooked as a child. He he was gone for so many life events. He 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 feels like he always took a backseat to his father's career, and that's the theme that carries on throughout ninety nine percent of the movie. Just about up to like almost up to the final scene. I would you could even argue that it goes that that theme lasts up to the final scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't want to do it, and Elizabeth Olsen just kind of she kind of talks him into it. And I gotta say, if she wanted me to do something, I'd probably do it too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, my wife listens to this. I'm in trouble. Yeah, I'm trying not to say anything. <laughs> oh, like I said, she, she she can have a crush on the rocker Jason Momoa. That's fine. Um <laughs> anyways, so eventually he agrees to at the very least go to Ben's house and sit down and have dinner with him and have a discussion with him about, you know, about this this trip to Kansas. For the for the final rules of film, I can't remember exactly where their road trip starts, though. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't know exactly. I don't know where I don't know if they were in, in New York or maybe Chicago, I, or maybe even L.A. I think they were in L.A. Yeah, L.A. seems like it's probably more more accurate for a, a music promo or a, a record label. I guess either way, they have to go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, there's a long ways to go yeah. <laughs> before they get to Kansas. Regardless of what coast you're on, Kansas is probably about the same distance. Regardless, yeah. so he goes and he 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 sees his dad and and as soon as we're introduced to Ed Harris, you kind of find you you get the immediate feeling that he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe you could make the argument that he's not a jerk. You know, it's kind of like when you when when you meet somebody and you and they say you got to excuse me, I'm kind of an asshole. Right. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> I don't have to excuse you for that. <laughs> you know, or or like, 
or or like when or when a woman says like it's like I'm just a bitch. That's how I am. It's like that was the that was the <laughs> greatest impression <laughs> I could have ever heard in my life. <laughs> but but it's like that, and you're just like, no, that is not just how you like. Just because you say that doesn't give you the right to be that. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I have to like you. And anyways, you kind of find out that uh, Ed Harris, Ben, kind of a jerk. Yeah, he's 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 really straightforward. He he says he says he's the kind of guy that just says what's on his mind, and he has no filter. And he's the kind of guy that I just want to punch in the face cancer or not <laughs> that was that was the line i was looking for <laughs> oh I was like, uh, does he have cancer when you punch him or not uh, he's just maybe if he was a jerk because of the cancer well that's what that's the vibe i got but matt makes it pretty clear that it's not the cancer that makes him a jerk <laughs> I think at one point he he uh, they're having a conversation. He says something like, "Well, you were a prick before you had cancer, so <laughs> you know what are we doing here?" <laughs> and Ed Harris is just kind of the guy, like, "Well, that's just how I am." And oh, man, as much as I want to, as much as he is a character type that I hate, I really did enjoy it when he was on screen. He was he was really good. Um, he he plays a good dying man. So anyways, they're they're sitting there. You're introduced also to uh Ben's manager, who is the Allstate guy. I don't know his name. He's just the Allstate guy. I apologize. Guy. He's the Allstate guy. I think he was the president in twenty four. Um Ben was in good hands. Ben was in good yes. He was in good hands. And um his manager, he kinda comes and goes from the whole thing. He's not He's he doesn't only co- he doesn't like show up only when it's con- well I guess he does kind of show up only when it's convenient, but not quite to the degree that Peaches shows up oh. <laughs> in Fundamentals of Caring. He's got a little bit more to the story than than being just being pregnant than just being convenient. Um, you know, he him and Elizabeth Olsen's character Zoe, the two of them are kind of caught in the middle of their of this kind of. It's not really a fight, but they're really kind of sniping at each other. It seems like it's very tense, and these two are just stuck in the middle of it, really trying hard to just moderate it. Zoe kind of, like, it's kind of hard to gauge at this point whether she's going to... Like, she tends to side with whoever's right. She doesn't side with Ben when Ben is wrong, even though she's his nurse, but she doesn't side with Matt whenever Matt is wrong, even though Ben's a freaking jerk. Right. Uh, you know, she she's she's a really good moral compass to the whole thing, and she adds she adds a, she adds a lot of balance to the story. And Ben's manager, he how can you not like him? I mean, sometimes I just want to watch an Allstate commercial just so I feel like I am in good hands. Uh, uh, you, maybe you should word it differently. But. <laughs> Anyways, um, this dinner does not end well. It ends with with Ben leaving very angry, very upset. I think it's even at this point that uh, you find out 
his history with his mom and his history with his dad you get little pieces here and there as the as the film goes on and and eventually you get like a, a much fuller picture but up to this point you know at this point you you just get like a little bit but you do find out that his dad was gone a lot uh, he slept around a lot he was just kind of a bad person i think it's at this point where ben says something like your mother forgave me and matt says yeah well she died alone yeah. and and so will you you know he he says he says he says that when you die nobody's going to care about you or no one's going to care except for maybe these two people <laughs> and you pay them so really where does that leave you and later on that comes back that comes back around when he realizes just how much of a impact on the world at least the photography world that his his father had his anger seems to kind of cloud his his understanding of uh of his dad's fame or notoriety yeah uh, even though even though he's you know grown up with this man well kind of grew up grown up with this man and heard all these stories of of all these crazy adventures and and awards and stuff but anyways it ends with it ends with uh with Sudeikis leaving very upset and saying that he's not he's not going to take his dad you know, he's not going to take Ben to to Kansas he doesn't care what's he doesn't care what's on the pit he doesn't care what's on the rolls of film he doesn't care what happens to his dad doesn't you know, he's just done with him so he goes back and he gets a he gets a call from Allstate his his manager Ben's manager <laughs> that's just what he, that's his name is Allstate <laughs> he gets a call from Ben's manager. His manager tells him, you know, you go on this trip, I can get you a sit-down meeting with the Spare Sevens, that band that you need to save your job, which I feel is kind of convenient. Coincidentally, <laughs> it's yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, okay, well, I guess you got to get him, you got to get him into the car somehow, and you need a reason, so that's, that's as good as any reason. Even then, he kind of begrudgingly, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I don't want to do it, <laughs> but I'll do it. And, and, uh, and then really, it's, it is the very next shot, I think, that he's sitting out in front of his house or apartment, whatever. Ben and Zoe show up in their car, and they're ready to hit the road. I feel like it gets to the point. I feel like they hit the road faster, and maybe they do, maybe they don't, maybe it's just the way it feels to me. But I feel like they get to the road faster than than uh, fundamentals of caring did. Oh yeah, I think M one. I think it's because they went through the whole montage of yeah. Paul Rudd's character, you know, taking care of um, what was his name? Trevor. Trevor. Yeah. So I and I mean that's just. There wasn't a montage, really, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, they, they, like, they really cut to the point here yeah. fast. They were like, they're like, uh, Matt's gonna lose his job. Ben needs these pictures. They don't like each other. Compromise. <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly. Compromise. That's a perfect word for it. And uh, uh, this is probably about maybe like I don't know if it would really qualify as a joke. It kind of made me chuckle a little bit. He's 
this whole little interaction between them, they pull up in the convertible and and Matt says something like, you still driving that thing? It's like, did you at least fix the roof? And and Ben says, oh, we could take your car. <laughs> He's like, I don't have a car. He's like, yeah, so I think this will do. <laughs> he looks at uh, Zoe and says something like, you're going too? <laughs> and and Ben says, uh, Ben's like, well, yeah, unless you want to give me my shots. <laughs> like, okay. That was, a, that was like the last light moment that you're going to get for quite a while. Yeah. It's because it, it it just it continues to. Like I said this is like I said this is a it's a pretty serious drama. Um, you're not getting a, you're not getting a whole la- a whole lot of laughs. So that's not and that's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is is to make you care about these characters. I guess I guess there is a couple. I guess there is another light moment after that. Um, now that I'm looking back at it, maybe there is a few more lighter moments than I thought. But uh, they're on the road and. Matt's got a, a GPS and he's and it's it's talking to him and Ben instructs Zoe to 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 grab that for him. Yeah. <laughs> so she takes it and she hands it to him and he throws it just throws it out. Well, I'd say he throws it out the window, but it was a convertible, <laughs> so he didn't have a window. But he threw it into the road as they were driving. From there he insists that, you know, he's like, We got two weeks to get to Kansas. We're taking the scenic route. <laughs> Not only that, but we're using a map. And I gotta say, I would not be happy in those circumstances. I've never used a map. I've used a map, but I did not like it. It was not an experience. That I, I wouldn't. Enjoyed. I honestly wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I just, man, I just don't. Un- why? why? Why do you need a map at this point? Why? Anyways, this is really kind of it's about the first sign of uh of Ben being kind of stuck in his ways. Uh he's he's an old dog and he doesn't want to learn any new tricks. He wants to use a map instead of GPS, he's still shooting film instead of digital. Up to this point, he makes no apologies for who he is or how he is. Now you've got like an even fuller picture of of Ben. But really, you're you're kind of establishing that the two that Matt and Ben are actually more similar than than either one of them would like to admit, right? Uh, you know, because because Matt, while he's significantly younger, of course, he's kind of stuck in his ways as far as the the music industry goes. You know, and later on, you find out that he he still likes he still likes records, you know, and he doesn't he wants music that that has heart to it. He doesn't like this mass produced stuff. He's not willing to change with the industry. And Ben is kind of the same way. He's, he's resistant to change in the the photographic world. Mm -hmm. It sets that up pretty well. You still get more of a picture of who Ben is than, than you do Matt, certainly up to this point. And I think it kind of balances out as the movie progresses, but, but certainly up to this point, you you know you know Ben way more than you know way better than you know Matt he has he has Zoe put a cassette tape <laughs> Zoe put a cassette in the in the tape deck of the car what is it Matt asks him if there's he, an he, aux cord yeah, yeah he's like so like, I suppose you don't have like a headphone jack for an iPod or something 
He's like, we're analog only here. So he puts a cassette tape in there, which which Matt promptly ejects and, and th- you know, throws out onto the side of the road as well. Which really is the moment that you that you know that these two are 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 so similar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're throwing out my new technology, I'm throwing out your old technology. <laughs> I think Ben even kind of smirks at that. Kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But uh But it's almost I mean with Matt being so into like the the way music was provided back then, you would think that, you know, he'd be perfectly fine with a cassette tape. <laughs> you know, he has records, he has, you know, CDs and so that kinda was a little odd, but True enough, true enough. You <laughs> you would think well, maybe he just, I know, I know a lot of people that like, they're, they're all for records, even to this day. They're fine with CDs, but they absolutely hate cassette tapes. <laughs> absolutely hate them. If you want to listen to a specific song, you got to rewind and right. fast forward. And I used to, I'm old enough that I had a lot of cassettes when I was a kid. I used to make, believe it or not, I used to make mixtapes a lot. In Max Day, that would be a burnable CD. I burned a lot of CDs. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Um, And in the youth of today's day, that would be that would be a playlist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But but anyways, um, I used to know. I used to have like, used to have mixtapes that would play on loop in my car, and I'd be like, okay, at this part of the song on this side, if I if I flip it over. It'll start this. It'll start this other song that I like <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. I digress. I'm I'm really not ancient. I'm really not. I'm only I'm only thirty four. Gonna be thirty five in a few weeks. In a couple weeks, but and I'm only twenty one. I I just want to throw that out there. <sighs> you are young, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not ancient yet. Anyway, um. After this, they get to uh, their first stop, and it's it's a hotel. I mean, this is the problem with with a lot. I I haven't seen a whole lot of road trip movies, but this is the problem that I have with a lot of movies like this. Is it's such a pattern? It's drive stop. Yeah, drive stop, drive stop. <laughs> And it's and it is. It's so easy to just kind of forget what comes next or what happens because it's it's all so similar. Like all the hotels that they stay in, kind of have a very similar look to them. And and they do. I mean, they they do have some freedom here to to move each move the all the characters around in the car. Sometimes Ben's up front. Sometimes Matt's driving. Sometimes Zoe's driving. It's like the intro to that 70s show. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not talk about that 70s show. (laughs) Did you like that 70s show? I I mean, honestly, I I didn't watch it. But you know the intro, though. Yeah, because it's, I mean, that's a catchy intro. Okay. Okay. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> the show itself, I can't say is, I mean, oh. anything amazing because I don't watch it or didn't watch it. I, 
never liked the 70s. The 70s, and we've established I don't like the 80s either. 70s and 80s. You know what? I don't like the 60s either. 60s, 70s, 80s. Three decades that 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 don't need to exist, in my opinion. Can't say I remember anyone. Well, I don't remember any <laughs> of them either. But I've seen movies from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and I, I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan. Like, just not me. No. Uh, so, anyways, I never watched. I watched episodes of 70s show. Didn't like it, but. I <laughs> were here. Let's talk about Ian McShane and how he would right. how he would replace Gary Oldman in the Matrix. <laughs> oh, again, see Pottersville episode. So, anyways, they get to the first hotel, and this is really where I started to kind of take issue with the movie. It was a nine. Like this is part of the reason I started at an I. Well, I probably started at like a five. I I, I assume every movie's going to be average, <laughs> for the most part. I assume when I start it, I'm gonna I'm gonna start you off at five, and then and then you either build up or you build down. I start movies at a nine. <sighs> You're such an optimist. <laughs> <laughs> like I start movies with a glass half full. <laughs> oh man. Um. Anyways. Uh. By this point, it had, it had gotten itself up to a nine. And then it stayed steady at a nine because it was really right here that... And I thought it was just going to be an Elizabeth Olsen thing or maybe even just uh, a this moment in the movie thing. But they're, uh, Matt and Zoe are... Or not Matt. Uh, ben and Zoe are, are saying that they, you know, they're going to go get something to eat. Matt's kind of a jerk and says, Ah, nah. Nah, I'm not going to go eat. I'm just going to go work out and call it a day. And um, and Zoe confronts him and, and really just analyzes him. She's, you know, she's like, oh, you're just scared to open up to your dad. You need to stop being scared. And I don't like... I felt like the dialogue was kind of hand-holdy. I don't know if it was necessary. It was fine. And it was well-acted. It was It was smartly written, I guess. But... I just kind of felt it was like a little bit, a little bit on the handholdy side, because, uh, because then, throughout the throughout the rest of the movie, you get more of these little moments where the characters are sort of analyzing each other, and they're not like doing it. I mean, uh, you go back to you go back to as above, so below, where all the characters were kind of. We're, we're kind of explaining why they were scared of something or explaining why this thing was important. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that to me here where you've got these characters. Just let me, just let me, just let me take in the movie. <laughs> you know, you don't have to explain it to me. Just let it, let me take it in. You can replace all the handholdy dialogue with other dialogue. That's just as meaningful, just as impactful, or at the very least, disguise it a little bit better make it a little more subtle and anyways that's that's my that's my biggest issue with the movie is they all seem like they're psychiatrists or psychologists like they all seem to have a a, a psychiatric degree and they all seem to know exactly how to judge each other and analyze each other and know exactly what they're feeling and thinking 
And it just really kind of bothered me. They're a profiling bit. each other. Yeah, <laughs> they're all profilers. So that kind of bothered me a little bit, but I got over it eventually. Matt does go and work out, and I feel like maybe it's just me. He goes and works out. He comes back up, and he's he's like looking through the window of his dad's room, and he sees him playing cards with Zoe, and they're having they're laughing and having this good time. I was under the impression when I saw that that he was working out while they were eating supper, while they were at a diner somewhere. And I was like, oh, he's he's coming back up this all this time later, and there they are in for the night. But but no, they go out to a diner, like, right after that. <laughs> he ends up going out to eat with them. And it was, like, the order of operations, to me, was just a little bit weird. It's like, what were they doing when he was doing his exercising? <laughs> Were they just waiting for him to come up and, and, and see them playing cards? Again, you can argue with me about how petty I am for, for silly things like that. But it bothered me just a, just a little bit. Not quite as much as the analysis of the characters, but it did bother me a little bit. They go to the diner, and this is really where you get... This is, this is really where you get like the first hint of Zoe's background. They're talking about exes and and problems with marriages and problems with people in general matt and ben get into this argument of like infidelity or something i I don't remember the exact specifics of it but zoe chimes in and and matt uh ben says something like like well you know you know better than any you should know better than anybody about about what it's like to to, to be in a relationship when that's happened or something or other and he's kind of needling her a little bit, and she's just she's not digging it. And Matt kind of Matt kind of steps it up, and she's like, "Just stop, <laughs> just just freaking stop it already." So you get a little bit of of Elizabeth Olsen. You know she was married. You know her marriage fell apart, and you know that it had something to do with infidelity. It doesn't really go any further into depth than that. Yeah, and we and we get a little bit more of that yeah. later on too. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like the just like the flashback scene in uh, in Fundamentals of Caring, it just as as we progress, we get just we get a little bit here, a little bit there, uh, and that and that goes for each for every character too. It seems like every conversation, regardless of who is involved, <laughs> whether it's Ben is part of it, or it's just Matt is part of it, or it's just Zoe is part of it, a lot of conversations end very poorly in this movie. Right, yeah. <laughs> it always seems to end with somebody being very angry or very upset. And uh, I didn't notice that until I just started talking about it. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I've been thinking about all... I've been thinking about this all week. And I just now noticed that all their conversations... End, like, maybe they should just all stop talking to each other because they just seem to make each other angry. <laughs> and, and even here in the diner, you get... Uh, you get Ben. Uh, Ben's telling a story about taking pictures for like the Clinton campaign or something. The best campaign, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think that's actually how the infidelity thing starts <laughs> because they're talking about Bill Clinton. Matt says something like, "I, I can't remember what he says, but he he kind of kind of shrugs off like, yeah, you just you just keep telling your stories about your fancy people.' Yeah, and Ben." Pulls out his analyzing cap. He's like, 
See that? That's just jealousy. He's just jealous that I'm famous and he's not, that I've had an impact and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, just... Look, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Maybe I wouldn't have figured out it was jealousy. Maybe I would have. But I would have liked the opportunity to try to figure it out. (laughs) Ed Harris is very conceited in this movie. (laughs) If you haven't figured it out already. (laughs) Very much so. Very much so. Uh, he is kind of humbled by the end, though. By the time by the time it comes around to ending, he's 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 kind of a, a little bit humbled. Uh, but we'll get there in time as well. So, <coughs> done coughing. Yes. Good. It, <laughs> it needed to happen. <laughs> After this, they uh, they get back on the road yet again, and. You get a little bit of a montage here. You see the mats kind of warming up to Ben just a little bit. He's kind of coming around, still kind of begrudgingly. You get this this moment between Matt and Zoe where he's he's telling the story about one of the few times that his mom seemed truly happy. Uh, he taught he tells this story about how they were on vacation and he saw all these deer crossing signs and he asked his mom how the deer know that that's where they can cross. <laughs> and and he and his mom just laughs and laughs and laughs and he didn't quite understand why she was laughing but but it was one of the one of the few times that he he saw her just really happy and this is a it's a nice moment. It was a it was a really nice moment. Yeah. Of course, as all nice moments go in this movie, it doesn't last. Yeah. <laughs> I think Ben chimes in with something rude or jerky. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it is, but... Uh, well, they're having that... He's telling uh, Zoe that all that the when he remembered the last time she was happy. And then I think while he's telling her, Ben looks like it looks like he's sleeping in the back. But then he pops in with... Uh, oh, Zoe asks him when his mother died. Yes. And he says it was when he was 13 years old. Ben was in Africa, and he didn't even make it home for the funeral. Right. And then Ben's like, wow, there was a, there was a civil war in Africa. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. He's like, And then he says something like, well, you think you have it bad, you go try living in Africa. And just kind of shrugs it all off. He kind of shrugs it off because Ben, if you haven't noticed, is a jerk. <laughs> Again, up to this point, he's made he's made zero apologies for for who he is or anything he's ever done. But yeah, he kind of he kind of puts a damp uh, he kind of dampens the mood, the situation there, and brings it brings us right back down. Then he suggests, uh, you know, maybe we should go see maybe we should go see my brother Dean. You know, he's like an hour out of the way. We'll go stop. We'll say hi to him. Matt doesn't really want to do this. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt's <laughs> like, but he hates you. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he says something like, he doesn't hate me, he just pissed off at me. I don't really say why he's pissed off at him. Yeah, they don't They don't give a reason. You just know that he's... I guess you probably don't really need a reason. At this point, you know <laughs> that, that Ben's done... That Ben's been as you know, such a jerk that... You almost don't even need a reason. Yeah, it's just... It's just... He's Ben, so everyone's just angry at him because he's Ben. They get there, and his brother Dean... And I think his wife's name is Sarah. Yes. 
they they warm up to Ben like really actually pretty quickly. Dean says something like, "Oh, what are you doing? What are you what are you dying?" <laughs> he says, "Oh, is it that obvious?" And he's like, "Well, you're here, so." And uh, and of course we're we're met. And I don't know the actors' names for for Dean and, and Sarah, so you can go you can go check IMDb if you're that interested. Well, Dean was in uh, the People vs. OJ, which was one of my favorite TV series. Like that was announced like like. I I want to say that was announced like three or four years before it actually aired. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited when it was announced. I was like, oh, it's going to be so great. And then when it actually came to air, I was like, yeah, I'll watch it some other time. And I have yet to watch it to this day. It's amazing. I would watch it if Netflix would let me download it and put it on my phone. But it's not downloadable through Netflix's app, as many things are. Then all, all that came out at once. There was The People vs. O.J., and then O.J. Made in America. I did watch O.J. Made in America. I loved it. That was such a good movie. It was so good. I watched O.J. because it was in my Oscars list that year. It was was an ESPN documentary that somehow managed to get an Oscar nomination. I don't know how that happens, but it was awesome. It happened because it was (laughs) (laughs) O.J.'s. It was awesome. I believe it even won that year. And rightly so. Like a 10-hour documentary about it. Anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the OJ thing. Apparently, Dean was in it. Was it Was it a big role? Yeah, he was... Uh, he wasn't in the whole... Well, yeah, he was in the whole show entirely. He was the... Uh, I guess the head of the law firm. Okay. He was the big boss, so... Okay. All right. Now that we've got that cleared up, let's get back to the story. I hated his mustache in this movie, though. Talk about something that really just pissed me off. I didn't even notice his mustache. Wait, was it like a handlebar thing? Yeah, like he looked like Yosemite yeah. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. I am impressed. That I know you, That you know who Yosemite Sam is. Give me some credit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even notice his handlebar mustache. Until you, until you just said that, but I didn't think it was offensive. <laughs> I just thought he looked like a regular dude. But anyways, uh, they get taken in pretty quickly. Sarah comes out, and she immediately mistakes Zoe for Matt's girlfriend. They immediately shoot her down. Like, no, 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 no. She's right. my dad's nurse. <laughs> and she's like, oh, but your auras are conjoined. And I guess it's kind of a lighter moment, too, mm. uh, where uh, uh, Matt's like, it's like, ah, oh, this is my Aunt Sarah. She sees auras. <laughs> <laughs> well, and right before, I think right before they get there, uh, Matt tells Zoe that um, he lived with his uncle and aunt for a while. And I don't know, was it when after his mom died? I, I would assume so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I missed that. I must have missed that part where he tells her before. Well, maybe I didn't miss it and I just forgot it, but I think I probably just missed it. <laughs> But certainly later on, uh, that comes back around too because yeah. after they're uh, after they're taken in for the night, Sarah puts Zoe and Matt in his old bedroom, and of course they're like, "No, nah, we're not together." But it, who, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this leads us to Matt up in his childhood bedroom. He's got like posters of all these rock bands, and he's got records all over the place. He's even got a lava lamp in there. 
and I, you you can tell he was a he's a pretty cool, <laughs> moody kid. If you had younger. a lot a lava lamp, you were pretty cool. <laughs> I must be awesome. I had two. I had a blue one and a red one. You and me both. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I loved my lava lamp. I still have them to this day. But I watched an episode of MythBusters mm-hmm. where they put one on a the burner of a stove and it exploded, and it terrified me. To this now, I you can't. would have to put it on the stove though. Like <sighs> I know, and I tell myself, I tell myself, statistically, I have had lava lamps on for. Hours and hours, <laughs> not explode. But, I just, it, but I, it terrified me. I just always hated how the the, the bulb always went out so easily. <laughs> <laughs> and anyways, anyways, we digress. We're not not we're not doing the lava lamp podcast. <laughs> Although maybe somebody should. I bet there's I bet there's more to lava lamps than we give them credit for. I love lamp. That's <laughs> like. <laughs> Oh, that is one of the few moments of Anchorman that I actually like. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, let's get let's get back to this. Let's get back to this. We've been this has been recording for an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> Granted, there was a time in there where we stopped. It's not going to be in the show, but we stopped and talked about Mortal Kombat for like twenty minutes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, they're up in Ben's room or Matt's room. And Zoe's going through like all his old records, and she says something like, "You know, you can you can really tell a lot about somebody from from what kind of music they listen to." She kind of like assesses his character a little bit, which is different from analyzing his character because this is like all kind of in jokey fun. And then she has him. She asks him what he would think, or, or what he what he assumed she was like at the time, or when she was younger. And he's he's getting it all wrong. <laughs> he, like his analysis is, is his reasoning and his logic is very sound, but he's getting it all wrong, or or at least so she says. And he's very upset that she's never heard the band live. Matt, have you heard the band live? No, <sighs> no, I have not. After we're done recording. Go to Spotify. Do yourself a favor. Listen to some live. Is it going to be good, though? Or yeah. is it going to be doing myself a disservice? Um, if it, when if, when did they come out? They're big in, like, the 90s. I was only alive for three years. It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> so by the time I understood music, it had well passed over. I... Was not alive when so much music <laughs> was created, but I still like a lot of that music. I guess <laughs> that that does make sense when you say it like that. Okay, just <laughs> so like all the anyways. There's always so much homework that that T has for me after the show. I had to figure I, out what Jiffy Pop was. <sighs> I have to listen to live now. <laughs> so all, anyways, now that we've established that that half this conversation between uh, ben, uh, Matt and Zoe goes over Max's head because he doesn't know who they're talking about. 
Lightning Crashes. Go listen to Lightning Crashes. You, you, that's that's the most important song, and that and Zoe does sing it later on in the movie. So you've kind of heard it okay. already. Anyways, <laughs> let's get back to the let's get back to this before before we get even further off track because we've been going a long time and yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. They're having this conversation. He's up. Uh, uh, ben, uh, Matt's upset that uh, that Zoe's never heard live, and then then they then they go down for they go down for to eat with Aunt Sarah and Uncle Joe or Uncle Joe. <laughs> Where the freak Joe came from? <laughs> Uncle Uncle Dean Pinball Joe <laughs> Pinball Joe. Anyways, they go back down for dinner, and yet again the conversation. Actually, actually, this conversation does not end poorly. The next conversation ends poorly, but this conversation, it does have some pretty bad moments in it, but it doesn't end as poorly as, as others. Ben says, uh, Matt, God, why can't I keep, I should, I should just say Jason. So <laughs> try to keep track of these names. But anyways, Matt brings up the idea that, do you even remember what's on these rolls of film? <laughs> you know, what if you go there and you get all these pictures back and they're just garbage? Again, this is a moment of conceit for for Ben. He says, "I remember every picture I've ever taken. <laughs> every picture." And and Matt points out that it's like hundreds of thousands of pictures. You remember all of them? He's like, "Yeah, all of them." Even though he can remember all of the pictures, he cannot remember his son's birthday. Which I believe was like February nineteenth or yeah, something. When's my birthday? And then there's just a long silence. <laughs> and Dean Dean chimes in <laughs> and he's like, It's February nineteenth. <laughs> I think it was the nineteenth. That doesn't matter. The point is, Dean knows it because Dean was was more of a father to to uh, Matt than than Ben was, because as we know now, he grew up there. So it doesn't end as bad as as many other conversations, right? Yeah, uh, it's unpleasant, but but it could have it could have been far worse. He even like gets up and he's like he's talking to Sarah, and she's so happy that that he's going on this road trip with his dad. And he, he they kind of look back into the dining room and they see uh, they see Dean and Ben and Zoe all kind of talking and laughing and having a good time. And that's kind of a nice moment. This this movie really makes you think about your family. Oh yeah, you know, which is which is super awesome. I've got I've got a pretty tight knit family myself. So, um, our family, yeah, it's our big. family. It's a pretty big one. <laughs> it is to say the least. It is. Uh, I'm I'm closer to one side. I'm closer to one side than I am the other side, though. Oh yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, I think. And I think probably that, normal for everybody. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's kind of for <laughs> that kind of goes for everyone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyways, uh, we're pretty we got we got pretty tight knit families, and and this movie really really makes you appreciate f- the the family that you have and the moments that you get to spend with them, which I think is a pretty special thing for any movie to do. Uh, it's, it's not something you get from a lot of movies. Uh, Sarah leaves for whatever reason. Dean comes in and you get this nice moment between the two of them you know you know oh i'm so happy you're here you should be you should come visit more often and it, it really just kind of cements the fact that that he is kind of 
you know, while he's not his father, it does kind of cement the fact that he really was probably more of a father than than Ben was. Yeah. You know, because you kind of you kind of get the you kind of picture at least at that moment I pictured uh, Matt, you know, going here for Christmas and spending Christmas with with Dean and Sarah more than I see him even sending a Christmas card to Ben. <laughs> so it's a it's a it's a nice moment right there. And as we progress, he goes back up to his room where Zoe is because that's where she's sleeping. <laughs> he, he another kind of light moment here. They kind of he's drunk. I don't think she's drunk. Maybe she's drunk. It's hard to tell. <laughs> she says she's not drunk, but uh, he tries to put the moves on her, but he ends up falling on the floor instead. They end up having this conversation about about their marriages and and all that kind of stuff, and it's a really nice moment between the two of them. As it's nice, but it's small because just as you're feeling comfortable with the characters yet again, the next scene is Ben is, or Matt. <laughs> the, the longer we go, the harder it gets. Um, that's what she said. Anyways, <laughs> I wasn't gonna. Say, I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> anyway, in the back of my head, I was like, "No, he didn't just say that." But so, so uh, immediately, and I'm the 21 year old. Very shortly after that, anyways, um, cut to the morning. Ben falls down in the shower, or in the bathroom. It's not really a shower. He falls down in the bathroom, and Zoe goes to help him. And you kind of get this you get this moment of, like, because almost up to this point, you, anyway, I did anyways, kind of forgot that she was there for him. Right. That, but you get this moment where you're like, oh, yeah, she is his nurse. <laughs> she is there to take care of him. That's her job. <laughs> yeah. So so it's a, it's a nice thing. It's good to it's good to remind your audience of why your characters exist, and certainly if that scene wasn't in the movie, it it probably would have made her character that much less important. Because because at that point, at that point, she really would just be there, just there for the sake of conversation, uh, for the sake of learning about about Matt and Ben. Mm. This leads into the. Uh, they're eating breakfast, and yet again, yet again, a very, very sad, well, not sad, uh, a conversation that ends very poorly. Matt and Ben, who just can't seem to sit in the same room for more than ten minutes without arguing with each other, Ben Ben makes the comment that, uh, that Zoe and Matt must be sleeping together. Mm-hmm. And they get into this argument, which of course they aren't. I mean, obviously we've seen that they aren't. But uh, he keeps kind of like pushing it and implying that they did. He says something like, uh, he says, Ben says something to Matt like, oh, you, yeah, you, you always liked your women damaged or something like that. Matt, uh, damn it. So Matt says, <laughs> you know what, from, from this point on, I'm just going to use actor names. I, I tried, I tried like hell to use character names. We're just going to go back to, we're going to do actor names from here on out. Anyways, um, so Jason Sudeikis says something like, uh, yeah, and you just like to damage your women. And, of course, this leads into the revelation <laughs> that that Ben slept with Aunt Sarah. Like, is this why 
Is this why Dean was upset? Because Dean seemed like he didn't know. Right. Like, they make did. it seem like he didn't know. And I, I think it had just came out right then and there. I don't think he did know. Okay. So uh, go ahead and write. Go ahead and note that that now Dean has several things to be upset with, <laughs> upset about with Ed Harris. So you just got your brother's forgiveness, <laughs> right? <laughs> and and then and all he does, he just like writes it off. He's like, ah, just breaking his balls, just breaking his balls. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> You just told your brother that you slept with his wife, <laughs> or at least dry humped her, anyways, because he had trouble—he had trouble getting it up. <laughs> so I guess there is a couple dick jokes in this movie, because shortly after this, uh, it goes to them back in the car again, and and Ed Harris is saying he's judging both of them, and he's like t- he's like telling them both that they're like that like they're both like not attractive, like. <laughs> He says Elizabeth Olsen is like attractive, but in kind of a sloppy way. Yeah. <laughs> and Jason Sudeikis is he's probably got a decent cock in that pants, <laughs> nose pants, or something like that. By my own modest dimensions, <laughs> he's he's probably not packing a python down there, but probably a reasonable size. <laughs> and they've had enough of this. They're like really tired of this, <laughs> and they're like, no. They tell him that they didn't sleep with each other. Which immediately makes Ben super angry. <laughs> right, like he wants it to happen. Yeah, like he's been complaining about <laughs> it all morning, and now he's upset that it didn't happen. It's like, what do you need, like a landing strip down there? <sighs> Ben's just a jerk. <laughs> Ed Harris is a jerk. But anyways, such is life. And they continue on their way, to on their way, and you see uh, Ed Harris is, like, taking some pictures along the road. Yeah, it's like, I really like this part where he's, he's he they pull up next to, like, an RV or something, and he's taking pictures of the people in the RV, and they're even waving bye to him as they get on their exit and stuff. And as much as a jerk as, as Ed Harris is... It shows that he actually has yeah, a heart. Yeah, you're happy to see him happy. Yeah. And it's nice to see him happy. So they're on the road again, and... Uh, they just keep on the road for a while. Like, this is probably the longest time that they're on the road mm-hmm. throughout the entire movie, which is fine, I guess. They get to Chicago. So answer our question from earlier. They did not start in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> they must have started. Oh, shit. We're... Boy, they're not making much progress if they're just getting to Chicago, though. Yeah, cause it's because if they were on the other <laughs> side, they would have had to have passed Kansas to get to Chicago. <laughs> but they went to Cleveland. I don't know my geography very well. Wasn't wasn't Dean in, in Cleveland? Yes. Yeah, I failed geography almost twice. I took it twice. I almost failed it twice. So, um, that's deep. That's deep. That's deep. <laughs> we'll see if that stays in. <laughs> I took I took the same math class for four years. Ah, uh, that's okay. I did about the same thing. <laughs> Four years of high school, I think I took five classes. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they finally get to Chicago. Ed Harris wants to know what uh, what Jason Sudeikis is going to say to the band when he meets them. He wants to hear his pitch. He wants to know how he's going to get them to move over to his label. Sudeikis has like kind of this very canned speech. It's very generic, like, we're going to give you room to grow. We're going to let you do what you want to do type of stuff. And, and Ed Harris is kind of like, nah, that's lame sauce, man. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you gotta you gotta insult them. You gotta tell them what they're doing wrong, so that, that and and be authoritative about it. Which ultimately, 
which ultimately ends up being about right. He doesn't like the advice, but uh, as we find out in a little bit, he, he will eventually take the advice. Mm-hmm. He goes, they go into the concert and they listen to some very generic rock music. He he meets with the band. He gives them the canned speech. It's really not going too well. The band is kind of jer- are kind of jerks. They're pretty arrogant. So he kind of looks over at his dad. Like it's not really even. I don't even know if it's like backstage. And it might even just have been a bar, so there might not even have been a backstage. But but his dad and and his dad and Elizabeth Olsen are are sitting like pretty close by. Like, yeah. Like they're within sight. I would probably have a pretty hard time with this meeting if if my dad was sitting across the just <laughs> like if I was trying to do my job and my dad was watching me I'd probably have a hard time probably like ah he's like he's judging me I know he is but uh he sees that it's not working and so he he decides to use use his dad's tactic and kind of tell them what they're doing wrong and and be authoritative and and it really seems to work he's about ready to seal the deal when Ed Harris has a a very unfortunate accident in his pants and the band of course they're all jerks and they're laughing at him and and making fun of him and telling him to go wear diapers and god they're jerks <laughs> but uh uh you you want to punch them in the face or maybe just give them cancer but uh no no you're shaking your Whoa. head ah <laughs> <laughs> There goes the rest of our listeners. If we haven't lost you yet, we have lost you now. This is some Cards Against Humanity type <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Sudeikis is just, he's not having it. You know, he 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 just, he, he tells them that he kind of understands why they're jerks. He says something like, you're newly famous, so of course you guys are going to be, be jerks about everything. But But ultimately he decides that he can't sign them because they were laughing at his dad and being being mean and... So he just blew the the deal that the whole reason he went on the trip, or at least claimed he went on the trip for, has fallen through and he's going to be without a job. And he's like 40 years old. (laughs) What does a 40-year-old former record executive go and do with his life after this? Start a band. Start a band. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of thought that maybe it was going to end with... I kind of thought it was going to end with him like starting his own studio Mm -hmm. or his own label. And then the Spare Sevens were going to be his first band. But the movie didn't. We're going to get to this in time. But anyways, the movie doesn't go that far in advance, uh, that far down the road. And that's that's perfectly fine. Anyways, he leaves them. And you get this awesome moment where they get back to the hotel. And Elizabeth Olsen and Ed Harris are having this conversation where she's finally, she's really sticking up for, for Sudeikis' character. She's telling him... Uh, he just he just ruined his career for you, and you're doing nothing for him. <laughs> you're just being a jerk. And she gives like this really good speech. This is probably this is like her moment to shine in the entire thing. And of course, Ed Harris fires her, and she goes to get drunk with Jason Sudeikis. And of course, he's now fired too. So now you got these two fired people <laughs> getting drunk, and they go back to the hotel room, and finally they. They do what Ed Harris may or may not have wanted them to do and cut to the morning. She's all panicked and freaked out and she's leaving. She does mention, though, while she's in the bar, she gets fired a lot. <laughs> like she says something like, yeah, he fires me all the time. So it's no big deal. 
This time, she decides to take him up on the offer. She's leaving. Sudeikis is trying to keep her, get her to stay, but she's just, she's just not. And it's kind of a sad moment. It's really about the last time you. That's. I think this is the last time you see her until like the last two minutes of yeah. the movie. So Sudeikis goes to find his dad, and he's knocking on the door. Nobody's answering. He gets the hotel people to open the door for him. His dad's laying there on the floor, and he's unconscious and they take him to the hospital while he's at the hospital the nurse is, is telling him that your dad's dying mm-hmm. not i mean he's been dying all this time there's no more traveling going yeah. on around here yeah so. but the best we can do for him the best anybody can do for him now at this point is just keep him comfortable this is where the movie like jumped up from a nine to a ten for me you get these you get a couple of really strong moments where Matt and Ben are talking, and Ben apologizes. Through all this time, he finally comes around and finally apologizes for being a terrible dad, just being a terrible person. And he tells him that he loves him, and and it's a really, it's a really good moment. It's such a, it's such a strong moment. Yeah, I just really like that moment. A lot of the hospital stuff kind of blurs together to me. Yeah. Because, like, they fall asleep or, or he helps him load it. I think he helps him load some film into his camera, maybe. They fall asleep and, and the next morning, Jason Sudeikis shows up with a wheelchair and he's like, yeah, we're just we're just going to go. <laughs> we're not going to tell anyone. We're just going to go. And, you know, I was complaining so much in Fundamentals of Caring about these stupid jokes where it's oh I thought you were gonna cough I was about to oh. <laughs> where you think something dramatic's gonna happen and then it turns out that it was a, it's like a fake out prank and Ed Harris like this mate like this joke had no point whatsoever but Ed Harris he's like oh got a tube up my dick he's <laughs> And he's like, oh, no, what are we going to do? He's like, oh, don't worry, I'll get it, I'll get it. <laughs> and he's like pulling it out, and I'm cringing, and I'm cringing, and then he, and then he pulls his hands out of the sheet, and he's like, ah, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> it's like, why? Why do you need that? Like, why did you, why did you have to make, why did you have to make such a painful joke? <laughs> like, but compared to the one you told me earlier, it was... <laughs> <sighs> You're a dad. You're a dad. I'm just saying. One of these days, you'll have dad jokes, just like the rest of us. <laughs> One day. <laughs> I'm going to tell I'm gonna tell my daughter that you didn't like her joke, and she will judge you. But be honest until I didn't like it when you <laughs> told me the joke. <laughs> you know, she told me two versions of it. One was, I'll pack a lunch. What do you want? The other was, I'll pack a suitcase. Where do you want to go? But, uh... God, both of them are gold. All right, all right. Well, I tried, I tried. Anyways, he busts him out of the uh, out of the hospital. They road trip all the way to Kansas. Finally, once they're there, they get to the hotel. There's like people like all over the place. There's like tents outside. There's crazy lines, like long lines, and it's super busy <laughs> and. The hotel guy apparently can't keep reservations because he's incompetent and like he's like like they clearly had had reserved three rooms 
But the guy's like, well, we've only got one. It's been so busy lately. And it's like, it's like you probably didn't, you're probably not a big Seinfeld fan. Uh, I would say I'm not a Seinfeld fan because I've never seen it. Okay. I'm not going to watch it. We're going to let that go. We're going to let that go. Anyways, there's an episode of Seinfeld where, where Jerry is trying to rent a car. He's reserved a rental car. And they're telling him that his car is not there. And he's, he's like, but you took the reservation. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we have the reservation. He's like, okay, so you guys can take the reservation. You just don't know how to keep the reservation. All you Seinfeld fans out there, you'll, you'll appreciate that reference. All 20 of you. All 20 of you. It was like the world's most popular show for a decade. Along with Friends, though. Yeah. And Frasier. Don't hate on Frasier. I'm not hating on Frasier. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> you, you, it's up there. With. Yeah, that was that was a golden era of television. Golden Girls, speaking of golden. It's a completely different time. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, might even have been 80s. The Golden Girls? Yeah. No, it might have been 80s. Why does why is Betty White still look the same? <laughs> because she's drinking the blood of innocent virgins. <laughs> Her and Morgan Freeman and Oh. I like the blood of innocent virgins. And then the penguins marched all through the snow. I would watch March of the Penguins. I've never seen March of the Penguins. I just know that he's the. I just know that he narrates it. I'd watch it over and over. <laughs> I once watched Farce of the Penguins. It's not good. It's like it was Bob Saget and Louis <laughs> Black. <laughs> it was like stock footage. I think at one point, even in the movie, they call it a stock footage clusterfuck. <laughs> and I'm gonna censor that word out, but uh, keep our keep our clean clean rating. But uh, if you ever want to, if you want to see penguins like making really, really horrible jokes, and most of which are sex jokes, farce of the penguins will well, it will satisfy your urge for penguin sex jokes. That's that's for sure. Anyways, let's get back to the movie. Let's get back to the movie. Um, where were we? They get to Kansas. <laughs> get to, we got to Kansas. They get to Kansas. They're at the hotel. We are in the home stretch here. They're at the they're at the hotel. They have to share a room. This just seems like as this seems like it bothers them much more than it really should at this point. Mm-hmm. Like their relationship is pretty good at this point. They shouldn't be too upset about having to share a hotel room. Just my thoughts. You did just save your dad from death, and you did just break him out of a. I mean, both your hearts did just grow like three times their size. You shouldn't a, be upset. Is should... that a Grinch reference? Are you familiar with the Grinch? Uh, not the Jim Carrey version. Nobody should be familiar with the Jim Carrey version. The old, the cartoon yes. I love. But I yes, love. so yeah, so you already knew the answer, <laughs> but you felt the need to ask the question. <laughs> I feel like it was, that's where we were going. <laughs> anyways, anyways, they shouldn't be upset about having to stay in the same room. And that's all I'm saying. They finally make it to Dwayne's photo lab or whatever it is, and they get there again with the god dang joke. <laughs> There's a young woman there who who says, "Oh, we're not taking any more. 
not taking any more Kodachrome. We ran out of dye earlier than we thought. And then Dwayne shows up, and he's like, oh, no, it's okay. We, I saved some just in case you showed up. Don't fake me out like that. That's not necessary. <laughs> it's not necessary. Why? I guess maybe it was less of a joke, and maybe it was just more to show how respected Ed Harris's character was. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Now that I'm thinking about it, I can forgive that. The fact that he's so respected that Dwayne, just on the on the hunch that Ben is going to to show up with film, saves some back, saves some dye back to uh, process it for him. While they're in the photo lab, this is a pretty cool moment. Ed Harris gets recognized by a photographer, and he's by more than one photographer. Like, everybody in the store recognizes him. Like, he's a celebrity. He's like a god to all these people. Mm. And he's telling these stories, and Matt realizes that he's he's been wrong all this time. Kind of look back at the beginning where he says, you're going to die alone and no one's even going to care. He kind of realizes that, yeah, my dad really was kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. He, he really had an impact on, on so many lives and so many people. And it's just a really nice moment. And they go back to the hotel room, and Ben is sitting there cleaning his camera. He just looks up and he just says, did you hear that? Then Matt comes out and he's... You know, trying to figure out what they're going to eat for their supper, what they're going to do for the night. And boy, this is just like the most heart-wrenching thing. You don't even see, like, you, you don't even see Ben at this moment. You just see Matt realizing that his father's passed away. And his face just, it's like the look on his face just, ah. Uh, just, it definitely gets you. It really does. Gosh, it really, really does. And so... He calls the coroner or ambulance or whoever you would call in a situation like that. And this part kind of bothered me. They're taking him out. They're taking Ben out and loading him into the coroner's van. And all these photographers are lined up on both sides and they're holding their cameras up like they're saluting him. And they're they're flashing their flashes into the air until he gets loaded into the van and, and taken away. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was kind of dumb. Not going to lie. They're remembering it. <laughs> I, yeah, I get it. I get the symbolism. He died all of an hour ago. They're remembering <laughs> him. <laughs> but I just, I just thought that was kind of dumb. Was he that important? <laughs> I mean, I get it. He was, he was a big deal, but it's not like he was like a soldier. I, mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just felt like the saluting thing was kind of a little overdone. Didn't. Didn't quite didn't quite sit well with me, but but oh well. Matt's getting ready to go home. He's like in the airport or what? I think he's in an airport. I don't think it's. I think it's an airport. Yeah. But uh, he's talking to Allstate, and <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and they're they're making. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> Just referring to him as Allstate because he has a name. Well, yeah, we all uh, have names. We're not all in all state commercials, so that's great. <laughs> anyways, he's he's talking he's talking to Ben's manager. There we go. I actually, you know what? I think it's Larry. I think the dude's name is Larry in the movie. <laughs> Look at that. We've been recording for two hours, and I finally remembered all state's name is Larry. Pretty sure it's Larry. Yes, it's Larry. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, anyways, he's talking to Larry. Dwayne shows up and he's got these boxes of he's got these boxes of slides, and he he mentions that aside from a, a couple roles that that he took, Ben's roles are among the the very last Kodachrome film roles to ever be processed, and it's kind of cool. It's really cool, mm-hmm. and so he gives him the slides, and and Larry informs him that. Uh, you know, because Matt tries to give the slides to Larry, and Larry's like, no, your, your dad wanted you to have them. He was very clear on that. So, says, okay, goes back to his dad's house, which I think is kind of more of a mansion. It's pretty big. I don't know how much a world-renowned photographer makes, but he's living pretty big. <laughs> He goes there, he, he plays his dad's drums, he's looking around, seeing all the stuff that he had, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the medical stuff that he had, and, and kind of gets a feeling for what he, was, what he had to go through uh, for his last months on Earth, maybe even last years on Earth. He finally sits down next to the, uh, next to the projector, and he starts loading the slides in. I did kind of assume that this was going to be the case when he was in the hospital and I felt kind of bad that I didn't think that I didn't realize it earlier. He loads all the slides up into the into the projector and he's looking at them. They're all pictures of him as a like him from his childhood. They're like him and his some of them are him and his mom, some of them are just his mom, some of them just him. There's a lot of a lot of them that are are him and his dad. So you get like this feeling, you realize he he wasn't really he kind of always thought his dad was a jerk, but his dad did actually did actually see them right for, for the, who they were and, and well and for I mean this whole time you know emphasizing that his dad wasn't there and then it comes out that I mean in all honesty he was he was there in a way I mean it's not like he was I mean he had some record of moments with his son yeah. Yeah, and they were all like very sweet, happy yeah. moments too. And man, that that made me cry. <laughs> that did. Like the moment that Ben died kind of choked me up. And then when he put the when he was looking at the slides and all the pictures of his childhood, I cried. Like I got some, I got a little weepy. Not gonna lie. Elizabeth Olsen shows back up. I guess between between uh, the hospital and him looking at the slides, you do see him calling her. And leaving her voicemails and telling telling her that that he really cares about her and and he doesn't he doesn't want to give up on her and 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 all this stuff. So she does show back up and and you assume that they live happily ever after. It just kind of ends with them staring at the slides of the at the at the pictures and it's a it's a very fitting ending. It's a very good ending. I don't know as if I necessarily need to see what happens next with any of the characters. And and it was very bittersweet. It was like the epitome of a bittersweet ending. It was sad, but it was still happy at the same time. Well, I mean, for one thing we know, Larry went on to do Allstate. <laughs> <laughs> Dean became a law firm executive. <laughs> That's about it. Zoe became a nurse, remained a nurse, and uh, became Scarlet Witch. And saved her child from Godzilla alongside a near silent Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> and a a a dead Brian Cranston. Spoiler alert for Godzilla. Brian Cranston dies way early. If you're watching it for him, 
you're you're stupid. The trailer, <laughs> I mean, the trailer makes you think it's revolved around him, and yeah, and it really should have. You know what? There are so many problems with that movie. We're not going to get into them now. I'm I might just do like a little mini cast on Godzilla, or someday we should just do like a a not on Netflix episode. For the Matrix and Godzilla, one movie that we can agree on, and and one movie that Matt that Mac is horribly wrong on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyways, that is the end of the movie. This one, you know, earlier I was saying that that uh, it really struck a chord with me. Not so much the whole taking my sick dad across the country or estranged relationship with family members. But, like, and my dad's, like, super important in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, so much of who I am is because of my dad. And, like, my love of movies, my love of music, maybe not, like, my musical tastes, but my love of music comes from my dad. Like, how I, how I try to be a parent comes from him. And, and so when he died, like, not when my dad died, he's still alive. But uh, <laughs> when, when Ben died, boy, that just... That's like just made me really sad. It makes you think. I mean, you know, and then, and then when he's looking at the slides, I've got thousands, thousands of pictures, just like that, you know, of of family members, not just my kids, but like, like family members, family events, you know, I've I've probably taken the last pictures of a handful of people. And so like, I was like, when he's looking at all those pictures of his childhood, I'm like, man, I have pictures just like that of my kids. And it's really just, it really just like, it really, it just really hit home. It, it, it really struck a chord with me. That's why it went up from a nine to a 10 for me. It just, it just had, it had an impact on me. So, but, uh, enough of the sappy stuff. Let's let's bring it back up. Let's bring it back up. Smile, Mac. Ugh. Smile. Knock, knock. Please, no. <laughs> knock. Who's knock? Who's there? Silent cow. Silent cow. Who? What? That wraps up two guys, a movie, and a podcast. Kodachrome. Amazing film. It, it really was. <laughs> Not as amazing as my awesome jokes. Ah. Not as amazing as my awesome jokes. I'm glad you taught me how to edit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. This has gone on long enough. We're going to go ahead and call it a day, night, morning, whatever time it is. Technically morning for us now. We've been recording long. Got here at 8. It's 12.06. <laughs> Uh, Damn you, Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Damn you, Mortal Kombat and Spaghetti. If you want to get in touch with us, there's a variety of ways. There's Instagram. It's at two guys and a movie. That's T-W-O, guys and a movie. Twitter, at two and a movie. That's T-W-O and a movie. Or you can email us at two guys and a movie at outlook.com. Once again, that's T-W-O, 
I know they're all different from each other, but you just got to <laughs> deal with it. And you can always catch us on Anchor first, or just wait for us to show up in your podcatcher of choice at anchor.fm slash two guys, a movie, and a podcast. And yes, you guessed that right. It's T-W-O, guys, a movie, and a podcast. Also, if you're using the Anchor app, this is a cool little feature. You can leave us a voice message. Just go to Anchor, install the app, sign up for an account. I know that sounds like a lot, but I think really all you need is a Facebook account and you're, and you're golden. It doesn't require much. It's absolutely free. You can find our channel. You can click leave voice message. And if you do leave us a voice message and it's nice and not sweary or trollish. Or you, 10 pages long. Or 10 pages long then we will play that message on an upcoming show and give you credit for being the super fan you know you are. That's all for tonight. The Silent Cow says...